Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It is me, your boy, Big Tasty. Joined, as always, by Jay. And we've got so much AEW to talk about this week. We haven't got any room for three. Richard's insanity. No, um, apparently uh, that we, we do have a new signing on the way and then they requested that you leave. Yeah, um, having, well, having you a, can't bring it up. Well, no, we're having a brand split to keep Faye yeah. and everyone else separate because uh, <laughs> they don't get on. Um, it's almost a collision, if you will. Um, yeah, <laughs> she's also probably in like trauma recovery after watching that uh, BCC Hong Box match, and and a um, collision as well. To be fair, given what <laughs> happened, <laughs> no, no, Faye is Faye is uh, is busy today and is unable to join us. She will be back next week, which is important because she was the only one of us who went to the, to the wrestling this weekend. So she's going to talk all about TNT uh, next time we have yeah. her on, uh, which will be next, hopefully next week. I, I, I can tell you about the Mars Volta gig I went to. That was fun. Yeah, I can tell you about the night I just sat in and painted small models and I had a great time. But fair enough. I, I don't think anyone wants to hear about that. To be fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of things people do want to hear about, um, should we start with a bit of GCW? Because they had, I mean, it's a weekend that ended with a number, it, so they obviously had a show on, didn't they? So, Well, this was the first one they've had since Tournament Survival, so first one in, well, two weeks. But the the main talking point of it is that the main event was an absolute, like, oddity of a match. <clears throat> in that it was a Zack Sabre Jr. against Nick Gage, which is not a match you see every day. So, right, um, I, I said this to Sarah when we were watching it. If you'd have gone back like two years ago and said to me, Zack Sabre Jr. will wrestle Nick Gage before he wrestles Brian Danielson. Well, the thing, the, the insane thing about this as well was I was thinking, Sabre's wrestling Nick Gage. There's no fucking way he's going to do like half the shit that he did end up doing. Like, I thought, oh, yeah. Gage will try and get a chair and all sort of, and Sabre will throw it off the ring, which and, he did and, do. And, that yeah, spot. and they, they did, they did that, didn't they? Like quite a bit. So yeah, and then Nick Gage tricked them by throwing a door in, and it took Zack Sabre Junior longer to take it out, and up getting speared through that. And then Nick Gage brought in thumbtacks, and Zack Sabre Junior didn't just bump in the ones; he bumped in them about four fucking times. Yeah. Um. And he actually, for the finish, like rolled up Nick Gage. Um, and had to go belly first through the tax to get the roll up. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he proper pressed. He proper pressed them. I mean, Zack Sabre Junior won as well. He, he pinned Nick Gage, rolled him yeah. up, and like pressed them, which was lovely. Uh, Zack Sabre Junior losing that mate. <laughs> <laughs> was it for the title or was it just a regular match? No, no, it was a non-title. But I think, um, I think just because he's very protected anyway. Well, so was Gage. To be fair, G- Gage is, but Gage can eat a loss like. Especially against someone like Zack Sabre Jr. coming in, like, he can eat, he can eat a loss. One thing I really liked about uh, Nick Gage's entrance when he came out, because it was in the Ukrainian Cultural Centre in LA where they did the collective Which earlier this year. Which is, I think, GCW's best venue they've run. 
Yeah, it, it always looks good, isn't it? Uh, when, when I know, they... I know. Everyone says the showboat and the rainbow, the rainbow room there, but I think yeah. this because the atmosphere is always fucking hype. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the fans when the kids you know, just nipped his brand his bandana off his head. That's all that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love as well. There was that. There was that fan. Um, who was like on like the corner, and when Mackie did her and entrance, she hugged her. And when Nick Cage did his entrance, he found her and hugged her. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, this this was a really fun show though. Like it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, another match wasn't I really, like. I was gonna say another I match I really enjoyed was um, Effie versus Kenny King. Yeah, um, Kenny where, King's awesome, isn't he? He's yeah, such where, a like underrated talent. Afterwards, the the commentator said, or I think it was Prazer, said that Effie overcame the horny. Yeah. I, I love the, there was a bit where um, Kenny King had him in like a camel clutch and he just gave him a little kiss on the cheek <laughs> and Effie was like get, got like dead ex- like it like, it like hugged him up um, hey Jay remember when we saw Kenny King pin Hammer Page that's all we saw of that match as well yeah, literally he walked in as he was getting royal flushed and it was like alright okay yeah. there we go <laughs> in the dark match at a Ring of Honor show that's words you never think you'd say in the year this year um just quickly run through what else. Uh, Rina Yam- Yamashita defended the uh, Ultraviolet Championship against Makito in a match that I thought was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was really good fun. Um, Rina working a bit more heel because she knew she wasn't getting shit against Maki. <laughs> um, and it didn't do anything super crazy, did she? Like Maki did the pizza cutter spot. Yeah. Uh, Rina, Rina won by hitting Splash Mountain on all of the chairs. Um. There was a really fun triple threat match, Jack Cartwheel defeating Kevin Blackwood and Titus Alexander. Yeah, um, so this was a match that came about because uh, Blake Christian got pulled because he had to be at Ring of Honor table. Yeah. And looking looking at the fact that Zack Sabre Jr. was on this, I feel like AW probably wanted to use Zack Sabre Jr. And, <laughs> All right, well, you've took Zack off us, so can we have Blake, please? Yeah. Um, which he's I mean, got, he's, it, got a, he's got a letter from his mum. He's, he's allowed to miss yeah. GCW. The thing is with that is it plays into Blake's heat as well. Yeah. The whole reason Blake's hated is because he left for NXT, came back, and then the first chance he could get to sign for AEW, he did. So they all hate because so, of- That's it. Sarah was like, well, do you reckon they're going to take the belt off him because he's like, no show? And I'm like, no, no, they're just going to lean into it like because the fans oh, hate no, him anyway. So yeah. You can then now say, oh, yeah, he, well. He, he can just come back and cut a promo and be like, I wasn't here last time because I was at <laughs> Ring of Honor because they're better than you. Yeah. Do what Cardona does. Um, we yeah. had yeah, the, these three were really good chemistry. Um, three very exciting young wrestlers. I'm a huge fan of Kevin Blackwood. Last um, time I saw last time I saw Kevin Blackwood was at Emo Fight when he was wrestling Jimmy Jacobs in a dress. <coughs> yeah, he wrestled him. Um, we had a really busy weekend actually. He wrestled this match on the Saturday and then he wrestled Roderick Stronger on the Sunday. <coughs> nice. Yeah. Um, so he's, he had. Bangers for days. Speaking uh, of Roddy then, Strong, end of heart. I came on the brew today and I was doing some cleaning. I nearly like threw a keg through the window. It was great. Did you nearly like backbreak a keg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just start looking at your dad and thinking, I'm going to end of heart. Like Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, we then got a nice little surprise Santana Jackson versus yeah. Jimmy Lloyd. For anyone who doesn't know who Santana Jackson is, he's uh, basically a wrestler who comes out dressed as Michael Jackson. And his whole gimmick is Michael Jackson. He moonwalks. He does like all this shit. Uh, this, this supports your theory, Jay, that Jimmy Lloyd is just at every GCW show in case someone no shows and they just put him out. Yeah, hundred percent. Jimmy Jimmy Lloyd's just there, just in case they need him. 
Um, yeah, the, this I was really shocked that Santana Jackson beat Jimmy Lloyd. <laughs> well, I love I like the spot as well because he went under the ring, didn't he? And then he came back out in like the thriller gear, like as a werewolf. I love the thriller started playing, and Jimmy Lloyd sold it like he knew what was coming as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Santana Jackson came out dressed as a werewolf. Um, he did like the people's elbow, but he kind of like did the thriller dance over Jimmy Lloyd. Yeah, and then did like a moonwalk to set up. He finishes the moonwalk DDT naturally, which is it looks awesome as well. That's the best part. He's, um, I mean, he's got a solid moonwalk. Which if, you, if you're doing a Michael Jackson gimmick, you need a good moonwalk, don't you? Oh, he's he's you can tell he's like he's a wrestling fan who's also a Michael Jackson impersonator. And I like, yeah, well, why not do both? <laughs> um, and in this day and age when it's like, there's, it's so hard to find something that's different from anything else. That's something that does stand out, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, and even if you're a casual fan, you'd be like, Oh yeah, that Michael Jackson guy, he was fun. You remember? Him. Yeah. He, he's always showing up on Twitter, isn't he? He's like Luigi Primo. Like, except not, always, a, he's, not a piece of garbage. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but they'll do a spot and then it'll be like, Oh look, there's the there's the pizza guy. Oh look, there's the Michael Jackson guy. Um Yeah, it's good to see him though. He, as I say, Jimmy Lloyd gave him every pile driver known under the sun. Yeah. And Santana kept kicking out and then hit uh, um Springboard Canadian Destroyer, followed by a Moonwalk DDT to pick up the win. I still can't believe um, the first time I ever saw Jimmy Lloyd, uh, Session Moth Martina hit him with a can of my beer. Yeah, same. Which was uh, yeah, that, that, that was a hell of an experience. And now he's yeah. on like every GCW show ever, which is yeah, yeah. Um, well, funnily, I was talking to him after about it. He was the reason why GCW came to Liverpool what because you he did because of that show because of DOA Could 2020. He... Yeah, I think so because he'd worked that show and then he uh, he went back and told Brett how, how boss it was, and then oh no, nice. I mean that that show was fucking rowdy to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Because um, w- w- it was the last show before... COVID. What, next, yeah, yeah. To, next to last show before COVID, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was, that like was like the when, first show of the year. That was when Clint won the um, the tournament, and that was before they had to strip all the titles. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, uh, so moving on, we then had Sawyer Rack and Joey Janela defeat Los Macizos, which was a very fun match. So um, Sarah's commentary on this was Sawyer Rack's really tall. Yeah. Sawyer Rack's awesome. Yeah. She's genuinely fantastic. Um, also, Miedo Extremo fucked his arm like during Tournament Survival two weeks ago, and he could still barely move one of his arms. <laughs> I was just thinking... Just take some time off, man. Yeah, it's fine. It'll be okay. <laughs> like, like, he's probably dislocated his shoulder or something or separated his shoulder. We don't need... It's I like, mean, we love Last Message Us, but we don't need to do that every single show. You can take a few weeks off. Yeah. It's fine. Even if he just travels to the shows for the payday to just, like, manage secret pay. Yeah, and hang out with the fans and just chill. Hang out with the fans, yeah. Yeah. Because, um, like, when he, when he was there uh, getting Sawyer up for that Doomsday device with one arm, I was like, what are you fucking doing, you lunatic? <laughs> <laughs> um, we got another another nice little New Japan surprise. Kevin Knight, who yeah. I'm very familiar with from his he run in Super Juniors. Awesome, he's great. He had he had a really fun match with Dan Maloney. Um, he had really good really good match with Robbie Eagles as well. And uh, yeah, he's he's been training, obviously trained by Shibata, um, also trained by the like great Buddy Wayne, Nick Wayne's dad. 
Yeah. Uh, he trains Nick Wayne and Darby Allen, amongst others. Um, but also he's been studying under Kashida recently as well. So he's really like, oh nice, really learning from some very good wrestling minds, and you can tell he's you, you can tell he's going to be a star. Like, he's going to be like one of the next big things, isn't he? He's the next like Switchblade or the next like you know one of them. I, I think the thing is that's kind of like hampering him at the moment is that he's technically a junior heavyweight, even though he's massive. Mm. <laughs> he, he he's like Driller. He falls under junior heavyweight uh, weight class, so it's like well, in New Japan they're only going to go so far with him. But I think get get his stripes in New Japan and then sort of AW Ring of Honor WWE. Sky's the limit for, for him. Um, yeah. He's very good, though. Very, very good. Um, and it, so is Alec Price, who he wrestled. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's, this was quite a cool show in the sense that it had like a lot of kind of like different talent to what they normally have, but also a lot well, of yeah, common talent. It, yeah, so it felt like a, it felt like a big like sort of glimpse of the future. A lot of like, oh, here's like here's like you know, um, like you say, Kevin Knight, um, that triple threat match. Alec Price, yeah. like guys that you don't necessarily like. I mean, obviously you're gonna get your Joey Janellas, you're gonna get your Jimmy Lloyd's, you're gonna get your Nick Gage's. Yeah. But like, it really did feel like a lot of like you say up and coming talents, which was which was really cool. Because yeah. I think one, if you can level any sort of criticism at GCW, they do have like a a cache of regulars who they always book. And to be fair, a lot of these younger talents were from that cache of regulars, but normally they're just in the scrambles. Yeah. So the fact that they're getting singles matches and they're getting. The yeah, opportunities they, they, they get like marquee value now, and like you know, they're, they're yeah. putting their names out there, which is really cool. Yeah, and the fi- finally we'll go to the opening match um, as well was Starboy Charlie and Cole Roderick. Yeah, and Starboy Charlie beat Raddy Daddy, which really surprised me. Yeah, um, that was felt like a big, um, a big sort of thing for Starboy. Um, yeah, um, again, another talent who we see a lot of. He's been on scramble he's been, he's been on AW. Yeah, so so Jack Cartwheel to be fair, only. Yeah, Ring of Honor. Sorry, um, but yeah, uh, again, a lot of a lot of talent who look like they're gonna get the chance to shine um, more now because of this show. I thought it was a really fun show. Uh, speak while we're here, it's more of a news thing. But we'll, I mean, I'll mention here. Speaking of up and coming GCW talent, I mean, you can't really call them up and coming. But uh, congratulations to Nick Wayne who graduated high school um, this yeah. weekend. Um, the... So I've got some. Uh, I've got some hot off the press. Off the record gossip here, if you want it. One. So at um at ignition or at the, at the wrestling this week, Jordan Oliver was over in the UK. He was at TNT. Uh, yeah. Sarah was speaking to him after the show because she got his autograph, and she said to him, are you, "Are you coming back in September for GCW?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, absolutely, love Liverpool, blah blah blah." And she said, "Oh, you bringing Nick Wayne with you?" And he was like, "Oh, we need to see what's going on with Nick." Well, um, one thing that did like was kind of touched upon. I can't, I can't remember who said it. It was it was um, it was a news source, but I can't remember where I read it exactly. Um was that he's officially signing his AEW contract on his birthday on the tenth of July. Yeah. Well his, he'll, his, he'll be, he, he literally put a tweet up which was just a picture of him in his graduation gown and then just at AEW. Tagged AEW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I think wasn't, wasn't, one of, wasn't one of the conditions of his contract that he had to graduate high school. Like yeah. he couldn't just he like, to, he had to school. finish school. Yeah. Um and they were like, we'll wait till you're 18 and then we'll actually do something like productive with you. Apparently, they've been working on plans for him to debut since like, since early in the year, essentially, because they obviously knew that like... Swerve just rubbing his hands together. Well, yeah. But then they also they did the Samoa Joe thing, didn't they? Yeah, they did, yeah. They cut, 
they could literally have him debut like as a challenger for Samoa Joe's TV title. And Christian's right there. He loves a dead dad. Don't worry about it. Um, he, he's too busy being the TNT champion. Mate. <laughs> and the actual um, TNT champion. The, the real TNT, um, our TNT champion. Um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting as well because obviously Nick Wayne is currently one half of the GCW Tag Champions. Yeah, with Jordan Oliver. Um, I I I think. I think just because he's touring with AEW doesn't mean we're not going to see Nick Wayne. No, I think I think it's less likely you'll see him come to the UK because he might yeah. be busy. But I think obviously, I mean, if guys like Blake Christian can still wrestle mm. in GCW, like Moxie can just do whatever he wants. Apparently, um, you yeah. know, like Swerve still wrestles all up and down the Pacific Northwest. Doesn't he? He Swerve wrestles everywhere. Yeah, and even like, um, like obviously. Eddie Kingston was going to be doing like a UK tour till he got hurt, yeah, and all the other times as well. Um, and uh, Nick Wayne has been a regular in progress since like last year, yeah, like he's been regularly over. So there's nothing to say. There's nothing to say. Oh no, he's definitely not going to come back. But no. I think obviously that'll be restricted to if he's doing anything with AEW. I I get the feeling they know they've got like a star on the hands with them. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna push him hard. If they, if they if they if they're not gonna let him wrestle, they're gonna fucking push him. Yeah, you know you know for a f- like you, well we both know from seeing him live. You see one Nick Wayne match and you can you go straight away. Oh, this kid's got some. Yeah, like, he's super talented. Uh, he's obscenely young, disgustingly young. Um, he is. I wonder uh, if he's got the coolest voice as well. He sounds like every like <laughs> West Coast surfer dude you've ever spoken to. He's got like such a fucking deep voice for like an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah. He sounds like Keanu Reeves in Point Break. He fucking does, man. He, he's a nice <laughs> kid. Well. I, I remember when we were chatting with him and Jordan Oliver outside the outside the show after the GCW, one of the nights at GCW, and they were both just super cool. Just super nice guys. Um, I think it's a toss-up for like those two guys, Raddy and Emil. It was like the nicest people we spoke to in GCW. Yeah. Are we keeping kayfabe with Devin? Yeah, Devin. Devin's, <laughs> Devin's, an, Devin's atrocious, a piece of garbage. He's an atrocious um, human being who tried to do a sick on Troy. Uh, <laughs> tried to spit in Troy's mouth. <laughs> um, I, I had a, I had a rumor that he, uh, he dialed the heads of um, Patterson's and told them to undercook Troy's chicken. <laughs> give him some of Give him some vanilla. In all fairness, um, no, Tony Devin was absolutely lovely, and we we wish him a speedy recovery from his. From absolutely. His Absolutely. If you if you, um, in, if you listen to this in the US for some reason, uh, go and buy one of those t shirts because they're fucking sick and support them. Yeah, I keep meaning to buy a Tony Deppin shirt. Have you seen like the baseball jersey they did? It's absolutely sick. It's so good. Yeah, he's a, he's cool. We like Tony. Um podcast favorite. Um what were what we're we gonna go to? Oh yeah, speaking of uh, anyway, the other the other thing with Jordan Oliver is that MJF's a massive fan. So you know there is a there is every possibility that Nick Wayne goes. Can you sign me tag partner, please? He's I very honest, good. I honestly think there's a high chance that Jordan Oliver, maybe not necessarily AW, but he'll end up somewhere in the next because he's so good. Oh, he's fucking obscenely good. Like, he, I can't, I can't I believe think... TNT put him and Leon Slater on a kid show on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> I I can't because after's a fucking lunatic, um, <laughs> in the best way. Like after's a fucking lunatic. Just them busting out um, fucking like you know standing fucking four fifties in front of like seven year olds. 
that that's like a proper dream match as well for me. Because I missed that. It was um, an all-seated show. If Slater did his like over the turnbuckle dive, he'd have killed about six kids. Oh, <laughs> uh, imagine, imagine if they run that back on an adult show. Yeah. Also, why when they've got um, Nico Angelo and Jordan Oliver in the same fucking building, have they not run that match? Oh, that'd be naughty, that. Just throwing that one out there. Um, but yeah, should we should we get to some AEW? Because there's... Uh, well, didn't you want to talk about some... Should we, should we just do some contractually mandated WWE stuff first and get that out of the way? Oh, yeah, we can talk about that. Um, there was obviously a big angle that happened on SmackDown this week. Um, being that for the third week running, the Usos turned on Roman. Um, but they, to be fair... I, it's I'm, like big show levels of turns now, isn't it? This is I, like... I'm I'm selling this very short. So essentially, <laughs> essentially, um, Jimmy Uso turned on Roman at the Saudi show about three weeks ago, and then last week Roman kind of, oh sorry the week before Roman like basically pressured Jay to stay in with him and got him like a US title shot, and Jimmy cost Jay the US title, right? Um, and then Roman basically said that Jay had to make a decision. Jimmy come out and um, Jay was like, I, I get it. You're not with the bloodline anymore, but I'm not either. And then super kicked Roman and like Solo looked shook. He super kicked show, Solo. Roman then got back up and ate a double super kick off the Usos. And then it got announced that the main event of Money in the Bank is going to be um, called the Bloodline Civil War. The post is very good. Um and it's Roman and Solo versus Jimmy and Jay. Um, it, I mean, it, it's one of those things outside of all the other kind of like, is Vince in charge, isn't Vince in charge stuff that's going on with the rest of like the WWE cards. This is kind of like the one consistently, consistently run storyline, isn't it, that they're doing? I would, I would um, wager that a lot of that's probably to do with Paul Heyman's event. Absolutely. It's like, he's um, like, Vince, don't you fucking touch this shit. You can have all your fucking, you can have your um, big man fantasy over there. Yeah. Look, look well, at him, I, I, he's right there. Look, look at him, he's right there, book him. Just, just pushing out him. Just pushing over us out on like a little trolley. Go, look, Vince. <laughs> look at that, look at the size of this guy. You want to write him a storyline? Put, put him next to Chad Gable so he looks even bigger. <laughs> Vince is just like, whoa. Look, Vince, here's Von Wagner. Um, oh, God. Oh, no, thank you. Uh, Von Wagner's awesome. Leave him alone. Wait to ruin another Come Tuesday. I love Come Tuesday. Um, but, yeah, um, like, it, and it, it's one of those things. I think a lot of people think this has got a bit long in the tooth, but when it does get compelling, it gets really compelling. See, I don't I don't think it has gone on too long. I think long-term storytelling, when it's done properly, like this mostly has been, is... is really quite because look at the look we're still getting now in aw payoffs to storylines that predate the company yeah 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 that's true um as long as you're not just circling it around the entire time like and we could say all right there's been like it's, it's become a bit of a meme now like oh, oh the, the the user's turned on roman again but at least at least the storyline's sort of evolving and sort of changing all the time yeah i think this is kind of where they they feasibly could do um, do some kind of like interesting sort of track with this. They could do like Roman, basically. A, they could do like a four way of the of the bloodline in the main event of SummerSlam, for example. Mm. Um, 
obviously it depends where they go with it. It it's it's one of those things. I think it at this point it doesn't need the belt. Like that's why I'm that's so why I said it felt a bit long in the tooth. Because well, yeah, I mean, so it's it's sort of been a bit yeah. You say it's sort of been a bit truncated on the fact that it's all this sort this storyline's also held the world title hostage for like two years. Yeah, and um, that's not against Roman. That's and not against do, anyone involved because they're all excellent. Do you see either of the Usos as someone who could win the belt off Roman? I see Solo as someone who could. Mm. I think I think the end game is maybe not to get Solo to the throne, Roman, but definitely Solo to kind of take Roman's place at the head of the table, so to speak. Maybe not take the world title off him, but certainly lead the bloodline going forward once if, Roman fucks off to Hollywood. I was going to say, if Roman steps away to do films or something, then yeah, that's that's right there, isn't it? So, And Solo feels like an actual like star in the making as well. Like, he's got, he's got such presence just by like standing there and like pulling a face at people. Like, he, he just you can tell he's like got like some kind of intangible that's like all right mm, when and, like, and, and this whole angle's been a really good like incubator for him hasn't it over the last like year or so to just sort of like get yeah. he's, he's just always I know he's, he's not had that that I don't think he had that many matches I don't think he's like done that much but he's he's had that constant association with the main event with like big storylines with big moments and when he's when he has wrestled on the main roster it's been against big names it's never been against like and he only he only got his first like loss on the main roster um like pin four loss um, to go home to Mania. What, against Cody? Against Cody, yeah. And that was like 12 like, crossroads, so that doesn't really count. Yeah, before that, he'd, he'd beaten he'd beaten Drew or lost to Drew by DQ. Mm. Um, he'd, I think most of them were, were like either ending a DQ or him winning because the Usos got involved. And it's refreshing um, because so much of the way people build big wrestlers is just to have them squash like a million jobbers and like to have someone... Like solo wrestle less frequently, but have massive wins against like established stars. Is, is yeah, like yeah. I say it's really it's really cool the way they've done that. Yeah, certainly to certainly to have him like kind of almost almost kind of like channeled some of the kind of star power from like Roman the Usos to make himself feel bigger. And then now he's at a point where he feels like as as big a deal as like the, certainly as the Usos. Yeah, maybe not Roman, but he feels. He feels like an important part of the of the whole like mechanic of the story anyway. Um yeah, that that got announced for a uh, for Money in the Bank. Also a couple of other matches that did get announced just to quickly run through it. Um my two of my favorites, pretty deadly, are challenging Kevin and Sammy for the tag team titles. Oh okay. um I'm I'm really, really really hope they pull the, the trigger on pretty deadly. Um Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. I think that will be interesting. Um, Seth Rollins defending the world title against Finn Balor. Another, another really well done angle this week where they did like a promo between Seth and Finn. Um, obviously because of when uh, Seth injured Finn in the match at SummerSlam about yeah. seven years ago. Well, yeah, Seth I mean, this has come all the way back to the um to the Universal Title match, hasn't it? No. Yeah, which is cool. uh, and and basically the promo was Seth saying. From that, I grew and I became a better performer. And from that, you became bitter and weren't the same as what you were when you were that big deal who won the belt off me. Mm-hmm. Um, re- really good promo from both guys. That'll be a, f- a fucking awesome match. Um, and then women's Money in the Bank match. Uh, Zelina Vega, Zoe Stark, Becky Lynch, EO Sky, and Bailey are in that currently. 
I don't know if anyone else is getting added to that. Although Trish Stratus has been teasing that she's going to be in it. Oh, nice. Um, and the men's one, which I think sounds like it's going to be very fun. Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, LA Knight, Santos Escobar, Butch, and Damian Priest. Um, if there was ever a time for Pete Dunne to come back, this is it, I think. <laughs> think think of the pop that I'd get in London. Yeah. Like, they'd, they'd get like a mega pop. But, I mean, Money in the Bank's always one of my favourite WWE pay-per-views when it comes around. I'm kind of gutted I'm not going to the show in London, but also... I couldn't afford the tickets, especially with all in like a couple of months later. Um, but I'm certainly going to be watching it, and yeah, it should be fun. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be like a an easy accessible time for us in the UK as well, won't it? This time, so. I, I I was gonna say um, it's the I just realised the same time as when you're doing that future drama quiz. Yeah, so so I was gonna have it on a tablet in the tap room. Anyone wants to watch it? So ba- basically, what I was about to say is right. Then we can watch it and have a few beers. Yeah, well, you can. I'll, can. Be, I'll be I'll be working it, so you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, <laughs> you're not that asked about it anyway. I no, not really. Although, um, yeah, should be fun. Should be fun. Um, shall we now get into some? Do you want me to run through Ring of Honor, or do you want to go straight into AW? Yeah, you can run through it real quick if you want. Yeah, because there was a few good matches. Um, Samoa Joe retained the TV title against Matt Seidel. That was fun. Uh, Nick Comarato defeated Deimos with Teal Piper. Apparently, they're part of a faction. Rick and Bonnie was making a big deal about them. Um, Iron Savages with Jack Jameson, a.k.a. Koki, Kane, the tag team. Uh, can, um, I just, can I just come in quickly and say I fucking love Iron Savages? Oh, they're, they're, they're basically... Their bits on BTA are just the best things ever. They basically remember when the Good Brothers were doing, like, the cum jokes... They're just that, but like with more cocaine involved. Yeah, but for like funnier because they're not just because and... because the, the, the jokes with the I think I said this the other week. The jokes with the Savages is they, they you think they're like they're jacking off, but they're actually doing something else, and that's the that's yeah. the joke. Whereas the, the Good Brothers, it was like, oh no, Luke Gallows is just going to go and jack off. Yeah, Gall- Gallows just needs to go and like jizz in the kids. Um, yeah, so they beat uh, Tracy Williams and Rhett Titus, which was very surprising because. I saw a Obviously. clip of that where, like, the big guy had one of them in, like, a side slam, and then he just picked the other guy up and, like, sat both down, and it was, like, it looked incredible. Yeah, and then, um, and then Bron- um, Bronson did, like, a Rikishi driver onto... Onto another guy. Uh, <laughs> onto Tracy Williams. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got, then got, um, Warehorseman calling out FTR. Ooh, oh, yes, please. I, I know, I know you like, like the idea of that. Uh, this this actually led to Anthony Henry having a match against Mark Briscoe later in the night. Uh, Diamante de- defeated Roddy Piper's daughter, Teal Piper, um, with Deimos again, playing into that new faction. Uh, I can't remember what they were called. They had a weird name, like a spooky name. Um, Rick and Bonnie kept bringing them up. Like, oh, there's more members who are coming soon as well. Like, All right. <laughs> They're clearly doing something. Um, <laughs> so... Tony Neeson, Ari Davari hosted a um, live workout, which was fucking brilliant. Um, it was basically Tony Neeson was like a personal trainer. Ari Davari was just doing squats, and he did that bit of that on um, Collision as well, didn't he? Yeah, it, it was the same the same bit he did on Collision where Miro ended them. Um, yeah, then Tony Tony Neeson, uh, Serpentico, pretty fun much. Oh, nice off the back of that. Um, 
Athena got attacked by Kira Hogan because she in, basically went to do like a backstage interview dressed as Kira Hogan. Um, Miranda Elise defeated Notorious Mimi. That was fun. Uh, Stu Grayson and the Righteous Crime, Dalton Castle and the Boys, which made me very sad. Have you seen? Then, um, have you seen this week's BTA? Yeah. Have you seen um, Ryan Nemeth talking to Dutch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dutch is like, oh yeah, you just walked really funny. Yeah. Um, so Biggie and Dutch are really good mates, right. and Biggie tells a really really funny story about them on um one of the New Day podcasts where basically someone dared Dutch to, to like rip Biggie's shorts off while they were wrestling. <laughs> so Dutch did, and then Biggie was chasing him around the training centre, trying to cover his <laughs> trying to cover his junk, like completely naked, chasing <laughs> Dutch, going, I'm gonna kill you. I like that they put like a little like a little explainer at the bottom about what FCW was and like some of the some like the um, the alumni and then just went like rant until it was a random people. William Shatner, will I am <laughs> William Morrissey. Um yeah, Dark Order did a really good um, pro uh, promo towards the uh, Grayson and the Righteous after this as well. Uh, Uno in particular was really intense. Oh, nice. Uh, basically, basically saying if uh, they'd be willing to bleed for, if the Righteous would be willing to bleed for Stu, um, I think I, I think this is going to be a fun match when we get to it. Yeah. Uh, Athena defeated Trisha Dora in a women's title proven match, which was really fun. Um. After the match, Athena and um, Kiera end up having a brawl with a lot of weapons, which then it got announced later in the night that there was going to be a Chicago street fight on this this coming week's Ring of Honor because uh, it's in Chicago. Nice. Um, also, Mark Briscoe defeated Anthony Henry. That was really fun. Uh, Daniel Garcia defeated the DKC in a pure rules match. Uh, which was commentated by Daddy Magic and Excalibur because it was on a house show. Oh, right. Um, that you, uh, if they do more stuff like that from the house shows, I'd be, I'd be down for that. Um, Sky Blue defeated Viva Van. Again, Sky Blue's awesome, isn't she? And yeah. the main event... Sky, um, Blue, Sky Blue's had a good week. We'll talk a bit more about her. We will. Uh, and the main event, the Embassy defeated AR Fox, Action Andretti, and Darius Martin in what can only be described as a war crime. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was a it was a fun ep- another fun episode of ROH. I'm really enjoying ROH at the moment. It's really fun, isn't it? And it, it's the good thing I like about it. Like they've got storylines and they've got like really good like ongoing things. But you, it also feels like something you can just dip into and like watch some wrestling. Yeah, you don't need yeah. to understand like everything. It's not like it's not like you don't need to know all the backstory and like you don't need to watch BT for five years. It's like you can just turn it on and go, oh look, there's someone doing a like an industry on the open. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it, it's it's just like fun wrestling. Um, it, it reminds me of kind of like old ECW or like GCW nowadays a bit, where it's just like really good wrestlers having really good matches. Yeah, and there's a bit of storyline there if you want it. You can sort of you know yeah. follow that along, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but I mean on that, like there's only there's only really like three or four actual storyline matches. Everything else was just like yeah. building people up, which was which was fine. Uh, right then, should we move on to? To the, the 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 younger brother of Ring of Honor that is AW. Um, on then. We've got three J three shows to talk about now because AW is now like five hours of television a week. How how long do you think till we start bidding off Rampage? 
I think it's going to be a case of let's just because uh, not this week, not today, Satan. Because not this, not this week, definitely not this week. <laughs> but that the point the point I was making there was, I don't think they're going to be putting shows of the caliber of that on Rampage. I think all the time. it's it's bangers only now when it comes to hot Rampage, isn't it? Yeah, I'd like. I don't get me wrong. I'd love them to put on like five star quality I, I, I shows. Don't, like I this don't need every week. match to be a slight. I just need we'll make, just have a main event, a killer main event every Rampage, and that's all I need. Yeah. That's what they used to do, wasn't it? They'd have like a really good opener, and they'd have an awesome main event, and then they'd have like one or two matches dotted in between. But they'd always be good. Just give me, just give me three yeah. dark elevation matches, and then like a fucking fire main event. That's all I want. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be down for that. And a promo. Like, give me the acclaim, do it a rap video or something every now and then. You know, something like that. Yeah. Or Mox threatening to, like, make someone bleed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we'll, we'll start, before we get there, we're going to we'll start with Dynamite. We'll, we'll run it chronologically, as is the fashion. Um, as was the style at the time. MGF, Adam Cole. Um, I think, Fuck I, me, I think, this I think, was good. Well, I think we called this last week, didn't we? When we said, like, Cole's obviously going to lose through fuckery or something. Not lose, but something's going to happen. And he's not going to get when- the, the shot. When it came, when they came out first, I was like, "All right, time limit draw then." Yeah. And the longer the match went on, I was like, "Yeah, this is definitely going to be a time limit <laughs> draw, like hundred percent." This match, it, absolutely fucked. If, oh, you, it was if, fantastic. If, if you've been watching Adam Cole for the last like six months, <laughs> six to, well, since he's been in AEW, and be like, "Where's the NXT Adam Cole?" Here's the motherfucking NXT Adam Cole. I, I was gonna say like this was the first match where it felt like Adam Cole was properly like feeling comfortable wrestling again. Like and that's not a slight against Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole's had some really fucking cool matches. Like the match with Daniel Garcia was fantastic. The mixed tag with Jericho and um, Soraya against uh, I, I really cool. Oh no, sorry, I meant when he's been back. From oh, no, I'm, I'm talking about his whole yeah. AEW run. I think this is. I think this. Oh is, yeah, he's been good the whole time he's been in AEW, but this is the first time he's felt like classic Adam Cole. Yeah, this the the. This is the first time he's felt like the big deal that everyone's been like, why doesn't he feel like a big deal? Mr. Takeover main event, Mr. NXT champion. Like, this is this Adam Cole now. Yeah. Um, I think I wouldn't be surprised if... Well, actually, let me rephrase that. Before Saturday, I wouldn't have been surprised if Cole was the guy to take the belt off MJF. Now I think it's fucking locked in who it's going to be. More on that in a bit. Um, yeah, <laughs> this was really fucking good though. Like, it, it followed a sim- similar sort of formula to um, when Danielson and Kenny had the half hour draw. Yeah. But not in a bad way because that match was also fantastic. Um, just in the kind of like the sort of like big moments when they were happening. So you could kind of like, you, you kind of see where they were going with it. Um, I really liked towards the end when MTF was just in top shit. I was for me. Uh, yeah. When Cole, I think it was in Cole him with the Panama Sunrise, and then he went for um, he went for the boom, and MJF just fell forward onto his face, so he couldn't hit it. Yeah. Well, that was the thing as well. It felt like Cole was always like kind of one step ahead of MJF. Um, they they didn't actually like properly touch for like a, a minute or two, did they either? No, because MJF kept rolling off the ring and backing up into the corner and stuff like that. Um. There was a really, really, really like good spot where Cole got MJF up for I wanna say the Yushigoroshi or something. Mm. And then Bryce caught like 
a flailing arm to the eye or something, didn't he? And then he, he kind of like turns around. And MJF <laughs> goes to the Eddie Guerrero spot with the belt. Yeah. Drops drops down, giving Cole the finger. Bryce turns around, but he's holding his eye so he can't see what's going on. And then Cole realizes, MJF then realizes, oh shit. Cole just lamps, <laughs> Cole's just lamps like, yeah, him with the belt. I've got, I've got the belt now. I'm just going to hit you with it. <laughs> it's just like. Yeah. Lamps him with the belt, hits the uh, boom on MJF. And then MJF just about kicks out because Bryce takes a little while to get to it. It's only because Bryce is doing like a slow count because he's fucked that like MJF yeah. can kick out. Yeah. Which is, which is um, great. And then everything after that, um, it again felt really, really, really close. Uh, there was a really good spot where MJF went to hit Cole with the dynamite diamond. And Bryce, while he's holding his eye, just puts his arm out instinctively and just grabs MJF. <laughs> and it's like yeah. that was that was fucking brilliant. Like the fact that Bryce like knows MJF so well that you know, like there's this recurring thing that he knows when MJF's about to hit someone with the dynamite diamond. Um and the finish was Cole hit a super kick, Panama Sunrise, hits the boom, one, two, ding ding ding. Um so yeah. so apparently someone 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 on Twitter timed this and they didn't fudge the, the time. This was legitimately thirty minutes to the second. Hmm. Well they they did the whole um they did the whole like Justin Roberts doing like five minutes remaining, didn't you like Yeah, but yeah, but you can you can you can like you can if you want to you can you can like obviously they can be like, Oh yeah, it's five minutes left when it's actually like four minutes left or whatever, just because you know that's how much longer you but no, apparently from the beginning of the match to the to the final bell, like they got it perfect, like which is incredible. When you think a thirty-minute yeah. match, when all the shit they're putting themselves through, and they're still able to put the last spot down to the second, that was phenomenal. Yeah, um, yeah, this was masterfully executed. Um, to to give us a match like that, and honestly, like that—that that was a pay-per-view quality match, and for it to then make me feel like. I absolutely want more of this, and I can't wait to see when we get it. Yeah, I, I, I think this is the all-in main event. When when this happens, well, maybe we can talk about that a bit later in the week, mate. Maybe. Um, <laughs> when this when this does happen at pay view, it's gonna blow the fucking doors off in it because like you've you've just yeah. you've just given the fans like the the biggest first bite of this, and now they're gonna want more. Yeah. Um. And I think, I think as well, like because when Cole did the whole five more minutes and MJF just slithered up the ring. Yeah, he was like, "Give me five more minutes." And then Bryce was like comforting Cole because Cole just looked devastated after. It was like, <laughs> "Yeah, this this story's got fucking legs." Like I, they, this, this is the thing as well with MJF's title reign, which I think's really fucking clever, is that he. He beats certain people clean. But then there's other people like Ricky Starks, for example. That match, you could tell that that was only chapter one of that feud. Mm. Like, they are going to revisit that at some point, and they're going to mention the fact that MJF had to do all of the cheating he could to beat Ricky. Yeah. Because he couldn't get the job done clean. This is the same. Like, say, say they do this all in for argument's sake, or all out, one or the other, probably all in, let's be honest, um, which we'll get to in a minute. 
they can then like the, there's so many different scenarios coming out of it. Either Cole can win and then it's like, well, now Punk's going after Cole because as well because he's he says he's still the real world champion. That can yeah. turn Punk heel. That can lead into potentially Punk versus the Elite because Cole's the Elite's guy. Um alternatively you could have it where MJF and Punk get all their shit out the way with and then Cole's like the guy who then takes it off MJF further down the line by bringing this up. I, I, I genuinely think like a lot of a lot of the people who MJF kind of like fucked over in this reign Mox is another one because obviously Regal like turned on Mox to help MJF win the belt. Yeah. Um, I do think they're all going to come back for him at some point. Might not be this title reign, might be a future reign down the like years down the line, but I think eventually they're going to revisit this. And there's a reason why MJF's like getting certain defenses where he's where he's like literally having to do all the cheating he can or all the shitbagging he can to kind of just get through it. Yes, it we, Whereas we, talk, a- we talked about this a bit when MJF first won the belt, didn't we? And like we said, one really fascinating like angle, which I think that we say, I think they're sort of going down is this idea of him because like pissing off the entire roster by being a dickhead in, in all his matches and like like you say he's making all these enemies and like eventually it's all going to come around and bite him in the ass and like he's going to have nowhere left to run especially when you think there's still the whole bit more of 24 which obviously like MJF's not talking about it much right now but when it's getting closer I think AEW would be wise to play into it yeah because I, I think I mean I think it's a safe thing to say MJF's probably going to stay. Yeah, he's going to have to. Especially if he's getting this like this this like sort of monster bill, and he's going to head on all these shows. He's got this massive matchup for Forbidden Door, maybe which we'll talk about in a little bit. And, but also as well the the kind of schedule he's working, where he doesn't have to wrestle every week, and he doesn't have to wrestle like every match that MJF has means something. Like I don't think he'd get that schedule anywhere else. Yeah. Where he can be that talker, where he can hide behind his belt, hide behind of like people who are helping him out because he's just throwing money at, at like mercenaries like Roosh and Butcher and the Blade. Um he doesn't get I don't think he'd get that anywhere else, and that's why I think he's likely to stay. But they can certainly suspend your disbelief enough to kind of have MJF run it down to when his contract due up. Oh, yeah. Like, I think it just makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating fascinating to see, like, to think and to sort of hypothesize what's going to happen with this MJF title reign because obviously there has to be some sort of endgame, but like they could go in so many different directions. That's it's so fascinating, isn't it? Like another huge piece, like sort of came back this week, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But like mm-hmm. there's, like you just said, there's like there's like four or five guys. You think, oh yeah, that could be that, that that makes sense. He could be the guy to do it. And that like obviously the huge piece that came back feels like the most logical thing to do, which is why maybe it won't be what they do. Mm. I I I think I think depending on how long MJF holds the belt, because he's getting. He's getting close to the longest reign, isn't he? Yeah. If he has he's it for not... a year, no one's had it more than a year. 
No. Mm, oh. mm, Kenny. Kenny was the longest one. That was like winter to full gear, wasn't it? That was like December, December to full gear. December to November. I was 11 months. Kenny had it. Yeah. Well, no, it was, it was 11 and a half. It was literally two weeks off a year. Yeah. We dropped it. Um, so if MJF holds it to full gear, which he probably will. And then obviously as well, like the, the names MJF's beaten along the way. When MJF does lose that belt, he's he's going to... Whoever beats him is going to feel like a massive deal. Yeah. Like they don't necessarily need Moxley or Punk or someone like that to beat him when you could have someone like Adam Cole or Ricky Starks or, I don't know, name, name a pair, Darby Allen. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, there's so many people who could benefit from taking that belt off MJF who I think feasibly could do it. Well, speaking of Darby Allen, should we talk about the, the next little segment? So we had, um, oh, first of all, that punk promo, we basically said he's going to speak on collision, but we'll talk about that in a sec. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> next up, Sammy came out and he was talking about his impending fatherhood. And he's really, he's, I mean, I think, I think this face turn is working. Yeah. Off the, like, off, thing, especially off the back of the four-way match where he was phenomenal. Yeah. And the thing with Sammy as well is that the way he kind of broke the pregnancy, everyone was just made up for him because he was really happy. Mm. So it, it's hard to boo a guy like that you, you're genuinely rooting for. Um, So I, I think it makes sense. I, th- I think what, well, should we get into what happened? Because obviously... It was very interesting where Darby came out, um, kind of, kind of spoke to Sammy about the world title match and how good he was, and about Sammy being like expecting to be a father now. Um, it was it was kind of it 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 felt like Darby was going to challenge Sammy to a singles match, didn't it? Yeah, and then Jericho showed up and was like, "Well, why didn't you ask me for advice?" Like I, I, I could have mentored you to win in that belt, um, and then, well, before Jericho's music hit, it almost made it almost sounded like Darby was going to tell Sammy to leave the JS. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like definitely. Um, and I thought like Jericho heard with this is good. I was like, shit, get me out there right now. Yeah, and Jericho like, again, Jericho was like, well, why didn't you ask for my advice on this? Um, and then Sammy. Sammy, like the first time we've see, really seen, other than like when the inner circle broke up, Sammy show any kind of defiance towards Jericho. Um, says, well, maybe if you asked me for my advice, you would have beaten Adam Cole instead of losing to him twice. Um, and Jericho's then demanding an apology. Before anything can really happen, Sting comes out. And, uh, and as, as you said, this is the, probably the first time Sting and Jericho have been in the ring together in their entire careers. Yeah, it is. They've never wrestled each other. Um, first time they've been stood across the ring from one another in any kind of format. From what I'm, from what I'm, I'm from what I've seen. Um, and yeah, they 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 basically kind of had a bit of a stare down. And the interesting thing was Jericho retreated, but Sammy wouldn't go with him. Yeah. Um. Again, I think I think we're probably getting the, the Sex Gods versus a uh, versus Sting and Darby. Dad and lad. 
at some point. Yeah. I don't know when, but definitely at some point. That'd be a fun all-in match. Yeah, I get the feeling they could do Jericho, maybe Jericho versus Sting at all-in as like a retirement match or Sting. I kind of want the tag match, if I'm being honest. Oh yeah, I prefer the tag match, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like the singles match is a bit more of a marquee match, isn't it? Like, yeah, on paper. Um, yeah, very, very interesting. Watch the space with that one. Uh, next up, then we yeah. had Sonata issuing an open challenge for Forbidden Yes, please. Which was lovely. Uh, and then we had a really fun eight-man match: uh, Darby, Sting, Orange Cassidy, and Keith Lee versus the Mogul Embassy. That is Swerve, um, and the Embassy basically. Yeah. Uh, this was very fun. Um, every time uh, Orange is in the ring with Swerve, it's fucking exciting, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. I really like the finish as well, which was um, uh, Sting trying to hit a Scorpion Death Drop on Cage, and then Cassidy hitting an Orange Punch on him to like sort of give him the momentum to to drop him. Yeah, which was um, and it protected Cage as well. You have to take two finishes at once to pin him, basically. Yeah. Also, Cage was dressed like '90s Sting. <laughs> yeah, like Surface Sting. Sting. Cage was dressed like surface thing, but evil. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, see that picture that Cage put up on his Instagram as well? No, no. Of him and Sting staring down in like the gear. Oh, nice. Pretty cool. Um, yeah. So after this match, uh, the Guns challenged the Hardys to a match. They want to be declared. They want to prove they're the best brother team in AW. I'm quite. I'm alright with that. I'm, I'm. I'm good with that. I think this is gonna have the potential to be a really good match. The Guns are so fucking good. Like. I, so, I think, they're, so, they're so charismatic, aren't they? They've got so much like we, personality. Yeah, we've said this for a while now. Like, we need to start talking about the guns seriously as being like a fucking awesome team. Yeah, because obviously they went from being kind of like comedy, like villains, like or, or kind of like similar to like two like Vulcan Skull from the Power Rangers yeah. to being like genuinely exciting, like threatening tag team. Yeah, obviously. There's the um, obviously there's the potential of um, the fact that they're in the Bang Bang Gang as well, which hasn't been touched on yet, but I'm sure it will. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I I think this is going to be a very fun match. Uh, after this, we just got a big old hoss fight. Um, Wardlow beating Jake Hager. Not really yeah, much to report. This, 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 this was fine. Yeah. Um Wardlow's still got a lovely scent on. I like that. Yeah, after after the match, um so Arn chased off um Arn and Brock chased off uh, I should say um Menard and Parker. Yeah. And then after the match Christian revealed that him and Luchasaurus had busted Arn open and uh challenged Wardlow well, to Well no, he didn't challenge Wardlow. Um Luchasaurus. Yeah, because ages ago Wardlow offered Luchasaurus a match, and then Christian was like, "No, no, no, I'm having it." And then he's like, "No, remember when you offered Luchasaurus a match? He's he's cashing it in now for collision." Yeah. Um. And yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, then, then the next, the next, then two massive, massive like moments. One, Hiroshi Tanahashi challenged MJF for Forbidden Door. I love whenever they do these Tanahashi like videos. It's like it's like a dad like FaceTime you. <laughs> like, hey, hey W. It's like, hey, it's Tanahashi. Yeah. Everyone everyone but Aaron, but Aaron gets happy about that. And then MJF's like, nah, mate, I'm not doing it. 
yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the way um, the way when Renee told her, he goes, uh, no, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work for me, brother. Uh, and then after that, next after that, we had Orange Cassidy backstage getting interviewed, and Zack Saber Junior walks up. Oh, Sheppy Zack, my boy, my guy, one half of the best tag team in all the wrestling, the Island Boys. Um, and so there's so much happens here. So first of all, Zack Saber Junior. Um, said he wants to take on Orange, take Orange's title. Then Daniel Garcia is like, "Well, I want the shot of that title as well." And then basically Orange Cassidy says, "Well, why don't we do you two versus me and Shibata next week?" Do you think we're getting like a fatal four way? Uh, um, I'd be happy with a fatal four way of Forbidden Door, or even just a triple threat between those three guys, and Shibata can just kill the winner. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I feel. So I feel like Garcia and Shabbat is building up more towards Death Before Dishonor. Yeah. Especially given the kind of frequency that Shabbat is wrestling. Like he doesn't, obviously, for obvious reasons, he doesn't wrestle much. Um, I I feel like Orange Cassidy and Zack Sabre Jr. is like the money match there. I don't know whether they do a title versus title or whether they just kind of do it like I think title versus title is a bit of a mistake. I think it puts it puts you in a in a well, look at, position. I was gonna say, look at last year when they did that with like a couple of the matches, and it was just a bit. Oh, okay. Well, what are we gonna do now? I think they're kind of stuck in a way. If you're doing Zack Sabre Junior versus Cassidy, I think it has to be a exhibition because if you have it for either title or for both, if you have it for either title, then it means the guy whose title is for is gonna win because they're not gonna put both titles on one guy. I think I think that's a bit weird. I think that's why, like, if they did title versus title, it makes it more compelling because it's like double jeopardy then. But then who wins? Um, I suppose you could have Zack Sabre Jr. win it. But he's not. But they, but they put an AW belt on someone who's not, like, signed to the company. Um, I think they would. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I mean, look at it this way. Zack Sabre Jr. has been, like, frequently a ring of honor since it came back to, like, right. weekly TV. <laughs> Hear me out now. Hear me out. What if you put the belt on, or you have Orange win, or no, you you have Zach win a Forbidden Door title, title becomes the international title champion, and then Orange wins it back at all in. I'd be okay with that. So that way you get to, you get to have them both, like they both get to go over. Zach, Zach gets to have a little rub of the belt. You can maybe defend it on Strong or something like that, um, and then you can win it. Back. I, and then you, you don't got to worry about them like going off with the belt or like not being able to defend it or whatever. You give that to Orange in England. Yeah, I, I think at the same time though, I think unless unless it's Pack beating Orange, I think Orange needs to like whoever beats Orange, it needs to mean something more than just doing it that way. That Orange just wins it back eventually. You, I mean, you could say the same with Zach for the TV title as well because he's had that for so long. He's the only ever champion. Exactly. So that's why I think I think having titles involved in this, but in in the match between these two makes it really like a little concerning for me. I'd rather I, just be I'd rather just be a be an, an, an exhibition match, and then you, you, it's basically just up in the air who wins it. So yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, that that tag match would be very fun though. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah. I can't, I can't wait for that. That's gonna absolutely fuck. I, I hope I hope Andy from pubs is okay. Uh, he did say something about it before. Uh, it wasn't very coherent. <laughs> <laughs> Just making noises. It was, it's fine. <laughs> it, it was. It was like the typed out equivalent of high pitched, like excited noises. Um, yeah. Next up, then uh, a match that. So th- this has been a. This was a little sort of mini storyline all over the week, which I really enjoyed. So this was Tony Storm taking on Sky Blue. Sky Blue won the uh, four way match rampage. 
last week mm-hmm. to, to sort of become number one contender. Uh, she got the big um, the big sort of hero's welcome. It's in Chicago. It's where she's from. She looked like a huge deal. This yeah. wasn't. This was in Washington, D.C. Oh, was it? Oh, this is in Washington. Was it? Yeah. Oh, fair. This was in D.C., yeah. Yes, it was. Sorry. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So anyway, but, but Sky Blue got this big entrance. She was a big, big deal. And then a really fun match. But um, And Sky Blue kicked out of Storm Zero, which felt huge. Yeah, it's. I felt like I felt... Tony won with the uh, Texas Clovery. Yeah, which I, also, I, really, I really liked. Yeah, also after um, spray painting Sky's mum in the face. Yeah, those fucking knobheads. And and <laughs> um, Sky Blue had the win, but Ruby Soho just rocked the referee. Yeah, I I think I think Sky's gonna have big, a big year next year. Yeah, absolutely. I feel she's like had, I feel like a big year this year. I think she have a big like. Next she's years. having a she's having a big year. I feel like they're building her up to eventually take the um, TBS title off Statlander. Maybe that'd be nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after the match, Willow came out, made the save, and then they announced um, the Outcasts versus Willow and Sky for Collision. They did. Um, Which we'll talk about that in a little, in a little while. Uh, next up, Jungle Boy answered Sonata's open challenge for it's for the IWGP championship I love and I think they're building Jungle Boy's run to perfection here now he's getting so desperate to win a belt yeah he's and I think he's going to turn heel on Hook and beat him for the FTW title okay because he asked well he asked Hook to be in his corner didn't he yeah I think um, I think, things I, that thinking... are ha- I think things that are happening are, are sort of planting the seeds for him to turn heel yeah, so I, I was talking to Tom Clark about this the other day, and we were like, "Heel Jungle Boy would be good, but he's also like such a natural baby face. Like, would you?" But, but I think as a heel, he'd find it so much easier to talk because it's easier yeah. to just go out there and be a prick and get booed. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, be interesting to see though, wouldn't it? Um. I see. I think they they could could do the other thing and turn, have Hook turn on him. But I and also I think I think they planted the seeds here when MJF was like telling Jungle Boy to like be a prick before their match. He's like, you just got to do what needs to be done. Yeah, that's true. And when he when he hesitated in that hallway, mm. like he could have won the belt by just swatting Darby with the belt, couldn't he? And then yeah, panicked. Um, right. So then we got to the main event. Brian Danielson comes out. Um, they showed a hype video for Danielson v Okada, which fucking hell, if you're not excited about that, you're not a wrestling fan. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's a couple of a uh, couple of Federale dr- drones on Twitter who were like trying to sell that one. Show. I was like, shut up. Who's Okada? <laughs> I don't even know who Okada is, mate. It's like the fucking biggest match, like. In wrestling, like the last five years, you fucking And then we have the main event, um, the Hung Books, complete with um, a hilarious like entrance card. Yes, and and matching cowboy hats. Yeah, the gear was lit. We saw them yeah. on um, on BTA because Matt Matt's got has got no Wendy's money. Don't worry about it. Uh, so it was the Hung Books versus BCC. That was Moxie, Claudio, and Utah. Uh, this match was fucking great, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very good. Um, anytime Hangman and Mox are stood in the ring together in any kind of form, I'm stupidly excited. There's just like electricity, isn't it? When when those two are in the ring, it's just like it just crackles. I, it's just like 
I wish AEW would pull the fucking fingers out their asses and just book Hangman versus Claudio, though. <laughs> because they have the same thing as Hangman and Mox. Yeah. And it's like, all right, we know Hangman and Mox like have that fucking intang- intangible like kind of chemistry that just means they're gonna have a good match. Just, yeah. just give us give us Hangar and Claudio, please. Just let them like uppercut the souls out of one another for thirty minutes. <laughs> but this 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 match was great. Like it was it was fast paced. It was like I mean I'm not gonna try and describe it move for move because we we'll do it no justice. It was it, it, it was, was more it was more a young like a young bucks match than it was a BCC match. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's that's probably the best way to to describe it. Um, then the finish was. Um, User got, got a BZ trigger and then a buckshot. Yeah. And then... Um, and then nothing else happened? It ended down with? Yeah. And then a big brawl happens. Everyone's hitting the finishes. And it it was as Claudio was on top, wasn't it? He was on his own in the fucking ring. Yeah. And then Eddie Kingston's music hit and Claudio looked like he'd seen fucking death itself. <laughs> I went feral when his music hit. It was, so, it was great. So I fell asleep um, halfway through the show. I was like, oh, I'll watch, watch the rest when I'm back from work. Um, and I, I got it spoiled for me. I was gutted. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, when I saw it, when I watched it back, I was like, okay, that was like literally the best ending to Dynamite ever. And- yeah, so Eddie's music hits. He runs out, nails Claudio. Then Moxley came in, and like him and Eddie had like a motor stirred, and they like was like, oh, fuck, they've got, they, they've got shit they need to talk about. Yeah, it was so good because Eddie was like beating the shit out of Claudio, um, and then didn't and he, Eddie, didn't Eddie, he had told, Eddie had told Moxie he wouldn't come after Claudio in AW. Yeah, didn't Eddie backfist Utah as well, if I'm not mistaken? Possibly. While like while Mox was like talk talking to Eddie, but then, Mox... as, but then but then as Eddie was talking to Mox, um, Matt Jackson kicked Mox. Yeah. They, so, now Mox, had, so now Mox thinks that Eddie set that up. So when Mox is going to have beef with Eddie. Yeah. And then Eddie tried to help Mox. And then it, it led to Eddie basically getting taken out, didn't it? Well, that's when Takeshita yeah. came out. Yeah. Then Takeshita come out. And then Kenny came out. And then as like Kenny's like about to dive on everybody after all, everyone's hit like the finishes. Will Ospreay from nowhere hits Omega with a super kick, Stormbreaker and a hidden blade. Well, it was a Stormbreaker, then a hit, it was a hidden blade, then a Stormbreaker, then another hidden blade. Yeah. Um. And it was, uh, I mean, the the, the recap I'm, I'm reading here said it was probably the most tightly packed three minutes in wrestling history, and I think I agree with that. Yeah. So, um, it's funny, it's funnily timed this, because Cultaholic put a video out about the best ending to an episode of SmackDown ever this week yeah it was very similar to this where it was like it was the go home smackdown for the 2001 survivor series so obviously like the the last match of like the the uh the where you, 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 you just have all the teams coming out and it ends in like a big brawl and like one person comes out one person comes out like everything you can't do that all the time because it gets really tiresome but every now and then yeah. you can just have that like someone comes out then someone else comes out and someone else comes out yeah. Well, it was it was like that, but it was like basically like another person come out and hit the finish, and another person come out and hit the finisher. Yeah. Um, and then it ended with like a stare down, basically at the end. Um, and th- this was very very similar. Um, 
very, very well executed as well. As I say, pro- I, I think it was the best ending to an episode of Dynamite you've ever done. You're saying it's better than the one with the fake Dark Order punches? Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, actually, no. I, I, I'm not saying it's better than um, when Brody like killed Cody and his family. Oh yeah, that was that was awesome. That, that'll always be my favorite ending to an episode. My, my, of the, 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 only, the only black mark against that is it was during lockdown, so we didn't have a crowd. Yeah, that yeah been, imagine, imagine, imagine that. Imagine that with like five thousand people in attendance, that would have fucking popped off. I don't know. I reckon. I, I reckon we were getting close to the Cody verse at that point. <laughs> I, I might. There might have been cheers for the Dark Order murdering Brandy. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I think until Brandy got like choked out by Anna J, um, <laughs> that they pro- they probably would have been getting booed. And then, yeah. Little Brand little Brandy choking out Anna J and all of a sudden everyone's uh, cheering the Dark Order. Spooky yeah. perverts. Right. Um, well, um we're, we're gonna quickly run down Rampage, like literally Couple of minutes a match because we're, we're going we're going longer. Yeah, we've still got. I think we do. I think we do less than that. Um, opening match was another banging. Yeah, six man. It was great. It was another time. Every time I see Rocky Romero wrestle, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, Rocky Romero's dead good. Yeah. Um, Chaos versus United Empire. So, Osprey, Fletcher, and Cobb versus Trent, Chuck, and Rocky. Really fun match. Uh, it was a really cool spot where Chuck Taylor did like the Andre the Giant body slam onto Jeff Cobb. He didn't shout um, shit afterwards, just felt like a missed opportunity. If anything, if, 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 if he was going to say shit, it would have been right then. Um, the finish was really fucking smooth. Where Osprey missed the um, hidden blade on Rocky, bit of back and forth. Rocky went for a slice bread on Osprey. Kyle Fletcher come in and caught Rocky and tombstoned him, and then held him in place as like Osprey. A spinning tombstone, wasn't it? it? Was fucking. File. Yeah, it was, but it was so fucking smooth the way they did it. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- this was just really, really fun. I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, um, and yeah, go watch it. Uh, uh, Ty Valkyrie uh, versus Trisha Dora was fine. It was a squash match. Ty won. Yeah, yeah. Trisha fine. Ty hit the uh, the Super Dragon Cam stop. Yeah, um, t- and she's a heel turn basically, didn't she? Yeah, um, Hardy Party. Did like a little backstage thing with Ethan Page accepting the guns challenge. Uh, <laughs> Ethan Page just looked upset by everything in this. It was so funny. I like I liked, um, I liked what, um, <laughs> what the, the Hardy said. So Matt said they beat their daddy's ass years ago and now they're going to beat theirs. And then Jeff said he's going to do. They're going to do what his dad, their dad's tried to do for twenty years and make them famous. <laughs> I, I like whatever like they said that Ethan though like. <laughs> He, every now and again, Ethan had just looked really sad at one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait to see where this goes with Ethan Page. I I have a feeling it's going to be Men of the Year versus the Hardys, and I really want that. Yeah, um, Scorpio's coming back because he's been on he's been on promos, hasn't he? Um, yeah, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, yeah, next up we had the Mark Briscoe, Papa Briscoe, Aubrey Edwards, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Karen. Um, this was. Silly bollocks, and it I was it. it was fine. It was I, I had the fear was... of this with it being an in ring match, but it was absolutely fine. Um, Aubrey got to nail Lethal with a guitar, and then Karen tried to put her in the stroke, and then she reversed it to the figure four and won. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it it was it was fine. Um, Sanjay was also there, being like saving this entire like storyline. Papa Papa Briscoe hit like a fucking Stan Hansen style lariat <laughs> on Jay Lethal at one point as well. Yeah. 
I mean, a, lo- a, a lot of this was Mark and Lethal carrying the, the, the bones of this match, wasn't it? And everyone else just sort of doing bits. Yeah. Um, but I, I genuinely, like, it, it didn't overstay its welcome. I thought it was silly as fuck, but in a good way. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, yeah. Taya Valkyrie challenged, um, what's her face? Statlander. Chris, Chris Statlander. To, to a title match. Yeah, championship this, match. I mean, this, this, was, this was, like, literally... Telegraph and a heel turn. This was you. You took my. You took my job, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically. Um, but that'll be fun. Little little uh, hoss fight as a treat for you next week, mate. Um, if as if AEW didn't give you enough of that. Um, I like the, uh, so the 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 pre the pre main event promo as well. Uh, Don Callis and Takeshita. Don Callis called Takeshita El Hio del Don Callis. Yeah, I I, lo- I love how. Uh, he, he basically listed all like the Mexican legends who, um, who, who Takeshita was better than. So he said like El Santo, Pero Aguayo, Ultimo Dragon, <laughs> um, and yeah, Mark Henry looked so upset by all of this. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then an absolute motherfucker of a main event in Takeshita oh, versus Bandido. Tremendous. Um, yeah, some unfortunate news came out of this that Bandido's broken his wrist. Yeah, during this um, match. During this match. These two did not fucking let up, though, did they? No. Like, the two, two of the like most exciting up and coming talents in AEW, I'd say. Um, Bandido and Takeshita both felt like main events in this. Yeah. Not, not just because it was the main event of the show, but because they both felt like yeah, they were brought it basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like, I, I, well, you, well, you, you called this last week, Jay, and I think it was even more apparent here since he's turned heel. Takeshita just feels so much more threatening now. Yeah, like he... He's changed his style up a little bit. Like, it's a bit more hard-hitting. It's a bit more sort of... I mean, it was always hard-hitting, but it's a bit more serious now. It's a bit more sort of... He's got a bit more speed, a bit more intensity. I think it's something to do with that. He just feels like a much more dangerous wrestler, which I, I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, the, there was... A, he's a lot more methodical, isn't he? Like, he yeah. slows the pace down, but then when he does hit a big move, like when he hit that blue thunderbomb, it was, like, explosive. Mm. Um. There was a really, really good spot near the end of this where um Takeshita Tuke- reversed like reversed the twenty one flex by landing on his feet. Oh yeah. Hit, Band- hit Bandido with a chaos theory and Bandido landed on his feet. Yeah, that was um, that was superb. Yeah, and then the even the finish, like Takeshita had to cheat to like win the match, didn't he? Um because Bandido was setting him up for a Spanish fly and Takeshita like bit his ear. Yeah. And then like Made them with a the fucking lariat off the top rope, and then uh, just crammed them with a the fucking power drive. Oh, that's sickening, Nate. Um, that was yeah, that was great. Yeah, this this was a fantastic match. Um, I I, I love this. I really did. Yeah. But also, the the entrance video was upsetting. No, with the, with the fan art. That was fan art, you know. Was it fan art? Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> so. Someone's drew shirtless Don Callis riding a centaur with Takeshita's body. No, they're both centaurs, aren't they? No, it's it's Don riding Takeshita's oh, oh, centaur. That's, that's even somehow more upset, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Don had a pair of jeans on, like on the uh, picture with Kenny. Yeah. Um, and that's that's essentially Takeshita's entrance video. And then he's got like really like ominous, like sort of, so like the mu- you know that kind of music that's like designed to build like tension. 
Yeah, it's like something like, like the, the the scary bits and Stranger Things or something like that. Yeah, it, it's it was just, just deeply upsetting. <laughs> uh, right then, on to Collision. Let's do Collision. Charles Montgomery Punk opens the show. Yeah, he didn't say anything not of anything you wouldn't expect him to, did he? No, I mean it was a it was a decent enough promo. Um, yeah, he, he, he did like, he did do that line where he was like, "They call me One Bill Phil," um, because I'm the only like genuine article in wrestling. Everyone else are just a bunch of counterfeit books, and everyone was like, "Woo!" Apparently, well, apparently that was cleared with with the management before it was uh, before it went out. Yeah, everything was, yeah. and you know what? Like even the books, like they put that thing that the Twitter bio out in the after he said it, saying this is 2018, we'd already have the shirts bump for a wrestling tease. Yeah, it's all a so, work, mate. It's all a fucking work. Hey, at this, at this point, point, I think, I think, I don't know if we'll have if they'll do the match. I've said it multiple times. Like they all talk about how much fucking money they bring in the company. Do you know what the big money matches? Yeah. Brett and Sean put the fucking differences aside in the nineties when they literally fucking were like at each other's throats every week. Yeah, they didn't need to have a new fucking show brought in to separate them. Um, if they if they're acting like show like literally acting like fucking Sean and like one of them is Sean, one of them's Brett, to the point where they fucking wear gear like the others. Do the fucking match, you, did, you dickheads. If we don't end up with Punk getting hold of the title. And then Kenny be Punk for the belt. Then you know. I think I think Kenny versus Punk's the likely one. I think it's more likely that we're not going to get any kind of like Punk of the Young Bucks. But yeah. again, I, I don't. You don't know, do you? It sounds like a lot of what's gone on has been kind of misreported from things that have come from different sides from different people. Well, even Ken, um, can Kenny say like no one's going to know what happened. And then I have to no, talk about yeah. it, and like no one knows, no one, everyone is reporting on it, and no one's got it right. No one knows what happened in that room. Yeah, I just, so. no, no one will until they're all fucking retired and they do like the fucking Dark Side of the Ring episode, or one of them does a fucking shoot interview. Yeah, and just says, "I, I genuinely would be shocked if we didn't get some kind of iteration of this match." I don't. Don't necessarily think it'll be CMFTR versus the Elite, but I think obviously with like the fact that you've got like Kenny and Dax Harwell there as kind of mediators for either side. Um, yeah. there's, there's, it's more likely than especially, not. Especially now that like, Dax has been doing a bit of creative as well, hasn't he? He's been helping out. <laughs> Did you see what Samoa Joe said about it? <laughs> Where he's just like, it's for those men to decide what they want to do. And how they want to do it, I'm not going to force them to. But, um, but if it was me, we would have settled those differences already. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, just just get them in a room with Joe. No one's going to argue with Samoa Joe. No, let him be the, the undertaker. Let him be the locker room leader. Yeah, he, he's my fucking my king of television. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, there was there was um, a little fuck the elite chant during Punk's promo as well. Yeah, and then Punk did that little line where he kind of like got choked up laughing at himself. Where he's like, uh, for the people who want an apology, um, it's not my fault that the rest is, that you're softer than the wrestlers that you love, or something like that. Or the wrestlers you love are as soft as you are, or something. Yeah. Um, you said the only thing it's not my fault. The only thing softer than you is your favorite wrestler. Yeah, um, like I, I think at this point though, they're definitely, they're definitely trying to act like it's not going to happen, but it might happen. Yeah, I think where it, it happens, I think it, I think it will knows. happen. Yeah, uh, right I don't then, know where they'll do it. 
they, they need to do it on neutral ground, don't they? That's the like, issue. Like, like the United Kingdom. Like all in. That, <laughs> I, I mean, again, that could be the fucking main event of all in. Yeah. That that alone, given all the fucking controversy around everything, would fill the fucking stadium. That'd sell the rest of the tickets. If you, if you want to get the, those final 4,000 seats sold. 4,000? What's, More than what's, that. Uh, do you reckon they're going for 90? I thought the capacity was 70 for wrestling. No, the, capa- the maximum you can get in there is 93, apparently. All right, well, they've just hit 66, so then they're getting there. You're getting there, yeah. Uh, yeah. About two thirds us... of the way there, aren't they? Yeah. Um, right, the next up then, Wardlow v. Luchasaurus for the TNT title. Eh, match was fine. Nothing special. Yeah. But the big, well, the big news was Luchasaurus won. Um, one thing I loved about this, about the finish, was um, when Wardlow was on the top rope, Christine grabbed a camera and went to like interfere. He actually hit Wardlow twice. Yeah. <laughs> Christine was great in this, though. He's such a little shit. Um, yeah. And then there was the bit, obviously, where it kind of started teasing that Luchasaurus is going to eventually turn on Christian. Well, Christian's um, already being a prick with the belt, isn't he? He's treating it like it's his. Yeah, well, that, that was it. The referee went to hand Luchasaurus the belt and Christian intercepted it and held it above his head. And so, then got Luchasaurus to lift him on his shoulders. So, <laughs> going in by what we said about when we talked about Dynamite, I think this yeah. is the next step in the in the Jungle Boy heel turn is that his tag team partner just won a singles title. His former tag team partner. Yeah, that's not a bad shout at all. The jealousy and like the desperation is just going to build off this because like he's going to see Luchasaurus with that belt. And what did Luchasaurus yeah. do? He turned heel and he won a belt. Yeah. So and then you he know. gave it to his new dad, Christian. <laughs> Jungle Boy I mean, could have had Christian I mean, as if, his new dad and he said he didn't want him. If Luchasaurus is a dinosaur and he's the last one, does that mean his dad's dead as well? Yeah, don't you remember in BT when his parents were ghosts? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, because was... someone was saying, like, when Christian could, like, cut a cut a prim on, like, a petrol pump, like, screaming at Luchasaurus' dead parents. <laughs> oh, my God, I need that. <laughs> Just having a gas can in the ring, screaming <laughs> at it, and Luchasaurus <laughs> looking sad. Uh, next um, up, then, we had Lexi Nair interviewing Powerhouse Hobbs and QT Marshall. Um, basically, Hobbs is going to do your own heart tournament. I think Hobbs is probably the favourite. Well, there's someone else, and we'll talk about someone else who might be a, a top contender coming up in a bit. I still think Hobbs is probably the favourite. <laughs> um, yeah, talking about banging matches, do you want to talk about Andrade versus Buddy? Yeah, um, this was fucking awesome. This was nuts. This was fucking insanity. Um, this match was so good. This was this was like right. Give me give me ninety seconds <laughs> it, to see what, what to see what Andrade's turned up here. And like, oh no, it's the good one. We're fine. What made me laugh was like, again, just laughing at laughing at idiots on Twitter. Like there was someone who's like, "Oh yeah, both these guys want to quit and go to WWE." It's like, if they wanted out of their fucking contracts, they wouldn't have put this match on. No, they went hell to fucking leather. It was so good. Um, Andrade again. He's like, he, he felt he's felt very uncomfortable in AEW since he came in. Like he's had he's had glimpses of like the guy who was in NXT and the guy who was in New Japan prior to that. But he's not really, he's not really looked like, like really special as he. No. This changed that. 
So what um, we said about what we said about Adam Cole against MGF, I think it applies tenfold to Andrade here. Like this is the first time he's looked like NXT Andrade, like like Mr. Takeover, like the guy who had the five star match with Johnny Gargano, you know. Yeah, he, he had a real chip on his shoulder. Uh, he's brought back as well that um, that like faint kick into a like back elbow that he does, which looks like the Judas effect <laughs> when he like fucking um, annihilated Buddy with it and like knocked him yeah. clean out. Yeah, uh, there, there was a bit which I was genuinely concerned about because the way they, they shot it, where like both guys went down, Andrade holding his shoulder and Buddy holding his knee, and the doctors came in and checked on them, but yeah. they did it like during the commercial break. So I was like, oh, I think, I think that was just so the guys didn't fucking murder each other with the pace they were oh, going yeah. at. Just let them both have a bit of a breather halfway through, you know. Yeah, um, it, it's it's like it's like Buddy went up to Andrade just before the match. Went, my girlfriend's better than your wife. <laughs> and <then> he just <laughs> um, went and fucking murdered one another. Speaking um, of speaking of Andrade's wife, Andrade won uh, with a figure four that he breaks into a figure eight, which was yeah. Um, which after he reversed um, Buddy doing Rhea's. Um, Reverse Cloverleaf that she does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was... This match was tremendous. Um, he, he did He did also, Andrade, try and do the bull's horns, which made me happy. Yeah. Um, and Buddy, Buddy reversed it into a sick kick, which was yeah, like... Well, yeah, right. talking about LFI, uh, congratulations to Roosh, who's just become a dad as well. Yeah. I fucking fear for the first, the first fucking... Boyfriend, she brings up. <laughs> just, 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 just come down and sit in this corner. Why? No reason. Yeah, just, just there. Do, do you want to come meet me? Dad comes round and like that. Just on the porch is like Roosteralistico, <laughs> Dragon Lee, <laughs> Dragon Lee's weird mate, Nathan Fraser, um, fucking Roosh's mental dad, Bestia Del Ring. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's uh, that's gonna be concerning. <laughs> Preston just sat there for reasons. <laughs> he's, just, he's also there. Jose and Andrade just like doing business on the iPad. Uh, next up, then speaking of um, speaking of murder, we had uh, Tony Nice trying to do like you say he tried to do that CrossFit thing and then you know, that sort of personal well, training you, thing. You, you forgot to say because we got sidetracked because um, it's obviously leading to LFI versus House of Black. Oh yeah, House of Black because... came in and battered Andrade. But Buddy, uh, Buddy Brody King did what his little boy Dante said his daddy's favorite thing. Hitting, yeah, um, and he <laughs> fucking wiped Andrade out with a uh, discus lariat. Um, we then got a Scorpio Sky return promo. What was interesting about this was when he snapped his fingers, they quickly shot up like the coming soon thing, but the date was blared out on it, and it went away really quickly, didn't it? It was like and it went like, away really quick, went for like less than a second. Yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, so I, I watched it back in slow mo. And the date was obscured on it, so people wouldn't know anyway when oh, right, okay. if he did that. Um, um, yep. Yeah, then Miro murdered Tony Nice because he was trying to do his like fitness thing, and like yeah, Miro yeah. just fucking annihilated him. It was great. Um, yeah, Miro looked great, and he looked really happy to be back as well. Yeah, I liked it when Nice just kicked Miro in the head, and like Miro just no sold it <laughs> and then battered him. Yeah, um, I, I feel like I feel like we might have our final for the the. Um, Owen men's side of things. What, Nice v. Hobbs? No, it's not Nice v. Hobbs. Nero versus Hobbs seems like the likely thing, doesn't it? That'd be interesting. Um, Next up then, we had the four, uh, the tag match, sorry, Tony Storm, Ruby Soho versus Willow and Sky Blue. Sky Blue got the new drop here because it was her hometown. Her mum was in the crowd again, which was great. Um, Yeah, this was really fun. Sky's mum slapped both the outcasts, which was really good fun. Um, 
And yeah, yeah. Then, then Willow like absolutely punted Ruby into the barricade. <laughs> yeah, like that pounce she did, she did as well. Like fucking hell. Um, yeah, I I feel like this could be leading to a Willow versus Tony Afabindo. Yeah, I, I, I maybe champion. Um, this they could do is champion versus champion as well yeah. because Tony Storm has been showing up in New Japan strong. Yes, to help Juice out yeah. in his feud with Fred Rosser. Um, and yeah, uh, Sky Blue picked up the win with the code well, blue on Ruby. One thing I really liked about this before the finish was they they, they did a redo of the spot where uh, Tony had Sky Blue in the cloverleaf, but she managed to get to the ropes this time. Yeah, which is really and nice. Then, and then they went to do the spray paint and Willow pushed Tony into Ruby. So she sprayed Ruby and then, yeah. So she sprayed Ruby. Then um, Willow murdered Tony with a Death Valley driver and uh <laughs> blue on, on Ruby. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Um, yeah, this, this, this was really good fun. I, I really enjoyed this. Um, next up, we had Ricky Starks declaring himself as being in the Owen Hart tournament. Yeah. I, I, my, heart, my heart says Ricky's winning this. <laughs> I mean, it, the thing is, if you if you do sticking it to like guys who are like Owen, I think out of everyone in the, who's announced so far, obviously it just being Ricky and Hobbs, yeah. Ricky's the like the more Owen like guy. Um, but if you're just doing it as like a way to kind of like showcase someone and put a bit of shine a bit of light on them, then yeah, I think Hobbs is the lot. Hobbs and Miro feels like the logical final. So you could run back. You could run Stubbs and Harks back again if you wanted, and have that as a big, a big sort of big thing. Well, you could do that. Uh, right. Next up, we had some some of the wrestling historians. Um, so, forty six years to the day, they're going to have of the original. So, forty six years ago, they had um, there was a concession stand brawl in Tupelo, Mississippi, and it sort of was like regarded as one of the first ever hard, like proper hardcore matches. And so, Jeff Jarrett and Mark Briscoe are going to have another one. Forty six. Wasn't it now. Jarrett's dad who booked it as well? Quite possibly, yeah. I'm sure Jared said it was his dad that booked this, it. This this was a really good Jared promo. I really enjoyed this. Jared's awesome, man. Like when when he's doing like wrestling history, like this is the type of guy you want to do, it, man. He's I, yeah, I know I know he's very divisive. And I know a lot of like especially but, 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 on our Discord. What's, what what's he done wrong in AW? He's not won any titles, he's not like buried any top stars. <laughs> uh, well, on our Discord he's just like because he beats Effie. Yeah. Um but I, I think he's awesome. In AEW, I, I think he's played his role perfectly. I think he's been absolutely yeah. perfectly used. I remember the fear I mean, we all had when he came in, and and he's he's actually just been like a really good like mid card shit us. Yeah, me, me and Aaron have already kind of like said to one another, we're gonna lose our shit if my world starts playing at all, at all in. <laughs> not 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 the mashup with lethals, not that no, cursed nonsense. Pure my world. Pure my world. TNA circa 2011. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, the acclaim it's came out. World. The acclaim came out and said bits about wanting to win the titles. Um, trios titles, fine. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, a match got announced for next week: Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki versus Action Andretti, AR Fox, and Darius Martin. Action Andretti's in danger, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Uh, what, that's going to be. Action Andretti's not going to know what fucking hit him when May the Grandad gives him a photo. <laughs> and then we went on to the main event. So that was uh, JY, Juice Robinson, Samoa Joe versus CM Punk and FTR. Um, 
again, this match was like fucking 25 minutes, so we're not going to go through all of it because it, it, it did go on in a, in a good way. I, I think it might, it, might have a little bit, it might have gone a little too long for me, maybe a little too long. Yeah, I felt so. I felt like Punk didn't really do anything. Well, when he was, what, what, one thing I really enjoyed was the sort of the way they, they built up and then built two Punk and Joe. Well, that that was it. Like he didn't really do anything, but when he did, it was always it was always cool. Um, also, I need to see Daxley Joe, please. I, everyone keeps saying this to me. Like I, Troy texts me saying, "Yeah, I need. I'm going to need Dax versus Joe." Um, you and Sarah both said it to me, and yeah. I think someone else said that on Discord as well. Yeah, but I, I would really like that, please. Also, yeah. can we have Bang Bang Gang versus FDR at some point? Because that'd also fuck. I think that's what they're building to. Yeah. I'd be genuinely shocked that this wasn't either on All In, All Out, just an episode of the Collision or for the well, what itself. If, what if Bang Bang Gang win that blind tag tournament that's coming up? So that blind tag tournament, is that not like, as in, it's just random teams they are going to no, throw I, together? I, I think it's just like random matches. So like you don't know who your next opponent's going to be. It's just like someone, you just fight someone. Ah, that's quite cool too. That to be more, fair, I mean, like, that, that makes more sense because then, like, just randomly putting people together. Yeah, I, I quite like the idea of it though. If they like, they could do they could do it where it's like um, tag teams mixed up. So then, obviously, the two winning the two winning members of tag teams will get like a, a title shot at some point. Yeah, but then it's it's hard to believe that a thrown together tag team are going to beat FDR. No, no. So it wouldn't be a thrown together tag team. Oh, so you like, mean both both teams get the shot? Both both teams get the shot. Like you could oh, have that, it. So that, like yeah, that'd be interesting. You so could have it. So even if it's like Juice Robinson and so it could be like Force and Juice Robinson and Ricky Starks tag together. Yeah, but they have to try and win because otherwise, then they both get a tag yeah. shot. Yeah, all right. And then Ricky Starks as partner can be. I don't fucking know who's Ricky friends with these days. Yeah, CM Punk. Um, one out. Why not? Um, <laughs> right. If you had to pick out of which of these men was going to get pinned in this match, who would you have gone with? Um. Probably Juice Robinson. Yeah, well, that's exactly what happened. Um, yeah, Juice yeah. has a big. He has a big ring and a go to sleep. Um, yeah. Um, there, there was a, a really cool spot. So obviously, like Punk and Joe's first kind of like first time they actually touched. It was literally the opening spot from um, the trilogy, the first match of the trilogy, yeah. like the headlock where Punk's like got Joe and he's refusing to break the headlock, and Joe's like trying to power him off. Um, and then later in the match as well, there was that bit where put, like Punk and FTR had cleared house and then Joe, like the fucking harbinger of death, just showing up behind Punk and choked him out, um, which made a lot of people happy, I assume. Yeah. There was a weird <laughs> bit towards the end of the match, right before the finish, when Joe had Punk in the arena could choke. And Punk was like gasping for life, and both of FTR were trying to get in the ring, and they were getting held back. And then yeah. Cash broke free, but instead of breaking up the hold, he went and broke Dax free, and then Dax broke up the hold. Yeah, that was odd. I don't know what was going on that. Um, <laughs> Why didn't Cash just dive on top of Punk and break that up? Like that made no sense. Momentum, maybe. We had to run past Punk to get to Dax. Yeah, but he broke free of someone. Yeah, mate, I don't know. Well, whatever. It's 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 not a big I deal. Know, I'm trying, match, I'm trying match, to justify a weird spot. Match was fun. <laughs> match was fun. It was fine. Yeah, it was great. Every time Jay White and Dax wrestled was fun. Yeah. Well, just Dax and everyone was really good, especially Joe. 
Um, the Punk and Joe stuff was cool. I really would be happy if we got that as a singles match soon. I say, what was really weird, I didn't really have much interest in this match like, as a whole, but within the match, there were loads of little like mini There's feuds that I'm, of... that I'm really yeah. into. Yeah, so this match was weirdly more than some of its parts. Like on the on the service, it was kind of felt a bit thrown together. But then, you'd, like you said, like Jay White and Dax was cool. Like um, Joe well, and Juice Dax had a really good showing in this as well. Yeah, Juice was Juice looked great. I think everyone did the job really, really well. I mean, it was it was big. It was big pressure. It was twenty five, big long match, twenty four minutes. It was the first main event of Collision ever. You know, it was it was a big it was a big spot. It was punch return match. There was a lot on the table. Yeah, yeah and everyone, I think everyone did really, really well. Yeah, agreed. Um. I think no one came out of it looking bad either. Like as far as like even like like the losing team looked good come out of it. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see where this goes, if anywhere. Yeah. Um, to know for sure. Right. We were going to do some news, but there isn't really any news, and we've gone a bit late here, so we might just can it and do news next week when there's been more. Um, yeah. I'll just have a little look, see if there's anything big that's dropped. I will say before um, before we go, uh, we've got Infamous wrestling on the twenty fourth. I'm going to be going to that. I think Faye is as well. Um, so yeah, look forward to that. Really excited about that. That should be cut. good fun. Um, and when's Money in the Money in the Bank's week after? This? We'll talk about that next week. That's fine. Money in the Bank's the week after. Forbidden Door is this week. Oh, it's Sunday, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's Sunday. Uh, we'll probably do. We could do, a cheeky, we could do. We do a cheeky little preview show for that over the weekend, maybe. Yeah. We'll probably do that on Friday or Saturday and just like rush that the edit out of there. Yeah. Um, because it didn't take me that long to edit the other the other one when we did that. Um nice. yeah. So just yeah. Having a look. There's I'd... yeah, it doesn't seem to be No, no it's much. a slow news week. Um but yeah. yeah. I know um Um what's his name? Drew McIntyre came back to um doing like a thing for WWE this week. Not not wrestling. Yeah, just appearing. Um just an appearance, but he obviously seemed to lose there, it. Here's, also, one, here's one for you from two days ago. ECW founder Todd Gordon says Paul Heyman has been lying and will tell the true story about what happened in ECW. <laughs> well um all right. Yeah there's, uh, one, there's one for you there. So there there is there is also um John Moxley and El Desperado running back the death match. Final death. On the fifth of uh, July. Oh, should we? Actually, one thing we will, I will run down before we go is um, Strong Independence Day, New Japan Strong Independence Day, um, yeah. two night show. Uh, the cards out, so you've got. Is the full uh, card out? Yes, I've got it for you here. Oh, nice. But, um, so first off, Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match: TJP and Akira versus Driller and Clark Connors. Um, the exciting encounter Doomsday No DQ match John Moxley and Homicide versus Despian Junkasai yes please uh, the strong open weight tag team championship match Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi Shibusha Bishamon versus Alex Coughlin and Gabriel Kidd yes please um, Eddie Kingston and Rocky Romero versus Kenta and Gato uh, nice. Tom Lawler versus Kasai Fujita Lance Archer Alex A and Ryohei Oyua versus J.R. Kratos Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs um, Bad Dude Tito versus the DKC. Um, and then night two, you've got... I'll go back to that. We'll start at the bottom. Uh, we've got Jr. Kratos versus Oscar Lube. Homicide and Ryohi Oyo versus TGP and Akira. Uh, Driller and Clark Connors versus Yo and Rocky Romero. 
Lance Archer and Alex Zane versus Bad Dude Tito and Kosai Fujita. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Ishii and the DKC versus Tom Lawler, Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs. Uh, Bushimon versus Alex Coughlin and Gabriel Kidd. Final Death, John Moxley versus El Desperado. And then for the new Japan Strong Openweight Championship, you've got Kenta versus Eddie Kingston. Oof, oof. Uh, Kenta has also said that... Uh, see, it, I mean, we know it's it's probably happening, isn't it? Mm. Um, he said CM Punk versus Kenta is never going to happen because they're not going to give him that bag. I'm what assuming. Did, what, did, what did Punk come out with? Um, literally a bag. Yeah, I think I think Kent was talking about more like about. Oh, he's talking, money. About, he's talking about money. Yeah, getting the bag exactly. But... <laughs> he wants he wants dough. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he ain't getting it. Uh, You're telling I, me, I, Kenta, a man who appeared on a random episode of Dynamite and hit someone with a potato in a hardcore match, is refusing to wrestle CM Punk at a pay per view. I think that Kenta is absolutely gonna <laughs> rock up and just do a crime on a. Fill on Thursday. Well, um, they said the punk's gonna be a dynamite on Wednesday, don't they? So why why have punk a dynamite unless like, you're Wednesday, not fucking Thursday? What am I talking about? Yeah, yeah. I I feel like I feel like there's gonna be a lot to kind of break down from um this week's uh thingy. What you got to do? Have I punk come out. Have punk come out. Start stuck on the promo. Kent runs out from behind when GTS him. Yeah. Well, what what's what's mad? Um. What's mad with all of that is that it's literally like it, it it's it it's literally like um there's three episodes of TV left and there's only four matches announced for Forbindo. Yeah. And it's an AW pay per view, so you know there's gonna be like another eight at least. So I wonder where we're going with that. I'm I'm sure I'm sure we'll fucking I, I say that they they announced some of the matches on the fucking day, didn't they, for Vindor last year? Yeah, pretty much. Like yeah. Swerve and our glory versus fucking Suzuki Goon. It was like, all right, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, fine, <laughs> lads. You don't want to miss the pre-show. Swerve's gonna climb El Desperado. Okay, great. <laughs> and yeah. then I still, I did, I did still miss the pre-show. Sadly. Um, uh, yeah, so that's going to be it. We've got a, another packed weekend of wrestling. Well, I don't know how we're going to find our time to talk about all this. We're going to talk about all the AW stuff and all the wrestling and TNT and Forbidden Door next week. So it's going to be a big one. Yeah. Um, and Infamous. Yeah, there's there's a couple of little things we've got to plug for the channel, haven't we, before we do shoot. Okay. Uh, so, all right, so I will. Fucking do, fucking do so, it, then, dickhead. I fucking will do, not bad. <laughs> um, so yesterday uh, was the season finale of Fantasy Booking All In. Might have one or two bonus episodes on the way, but it's just didn't get them recorded in time before the little deadline had set myself. Uh, and it's with me. Uh, so you get to see my card. Look at you. Um, thanks to everyone for supporting this. It's been a lot more successful than I thought it was going to be. It's been really good fun, man. It's, it's, I, it was fun to do my one. It was fun to listen to everyone else's as well. It's been a really... Uh, yeah. Really um, season two will be starting next next week or the week after. Uh, we're recording a little kind of like addendum thing on Wednesday. Uh, I think it's going to be me, you, and Troy, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Uh, which won't be released in the Monday slot, but I don't so know when we're, we're going to we're going to do like a sort of second pass, yeah. aren't we? With a bit more of a view to realism on what we think the AW uh, all in. Yeah, well, it's going to be a bit more of like a round table between the three of us, basically trying to kind of like between the three of us predict the card that we yeah. think will happen. 
because um, we we have a bit of an idea of what's going Still on. Still time for gold, big mate. Hey, these you might be doing that big show in Israel, mate. Um, against Sting, um, and then obviously we'll have the predictions for Forbidden Door out this week as well. Following week, we'll have predictions for Money in the Bank done at some point. Um, so yeah, busy week, busy stuff. Got season two of uh, Fantasy Booking coming as well, which is SummerSlam. First episode of that is with Ryan. Okay. Oh so, so the first and last. <laughs> well, it, it, Ryan, for anyone who doesn't know, Ryan's our social media guy. Um, he is going to be doing more stuff on the channel soon as well. Um, this being the kind of first thing we've probably done with him. Um, other than, well, you had you had him on the news, didn't you, at one point? To yeah, do the, I don't uh, know much yeah. Um. I asked him to plug the social media and he didn't know any of them. It's like, oh, uh, I don't know. I was like, oh, you're good, mate. But he did have a list and he did have a very good card book. Um, so, yeah, that'll be like a little mini one and then I'm planning the third one, which is probably going to be bigger than the other two combined. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much everything we've got on the way. I think oh, Aaron's got something um, something lined up for Thursday. If you haven't watched, um, if you haven't watched Aaron's last video yet, by the way, um, and it's still alive because it's been up and down more times than well. <laughs> oh shit, yeah, um, yeah, it's me, Aaron, and Sweet Chinwag watching ECW Living Dangerously. It's one of the uh, funniest things I've ever watched. I still haven't seen what he's. I've, I, I've only seen the first fifteen minutes, which he showed me, and I haven't had time to watch it. I'm probably going to watch it after this. I mean, the show um, itself is just hilarious by itself. Uh, but then everyone, like you, Dan, Sam, and Aaron's insights, just chipping in and just oh, the perfection. <laughs> like Sam, yeah. Sam, Sam caught me a couple of times and like fucking sent me like some of the th- some of the things he came out with. <laughs> yeah, it was it was good fun recording it. Um, you'll you'll have to try and get um get on a TNA one with him. Uh, we can do like Victory Road, like uh, the, the, the Jeff Hardy one, or like um... Aaron. Aaron wants to just like rotate the other person who's doing it with him. So uh, uh, I will absolutely, I'm, I'm... I, will, I will absolutely do some Hogan TNA with you if you want to P- pitch it to him. Pitch it to him. Um, right. Yeah, uh, and obviously we've got um, free to watch alongs as well. Uh, this week's is a match that you'll like, Tasty. It's the Briscoes vs Kings of Wrestling. Oh baby, which one? Uh, the one where where Papa Briscoe and Shane Haggard don't get involved to set up the trip. The oh, nice. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, that's a very good one. Um, yeah, it's mostly me and Troy watching matches that Troy's never even heard of. Standard <laughs> um, Troy's horizons. Yeah, although Troy did pick up pick out two bangers as well in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, do be sure to check all them. And check us out on all our social medias and that. Yeah, please do. Uh, right, yeah. We'll see you all next week then for more wrestling. Yeah. There's always more wrestling. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes. Dan Housen here. Dan Housen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. <laughs>